Honest, open, and vulnerable may contain adult language and material that is not suitable for listeners under 18. This is a stream of consciousness podcast that delves into an eclectic mix of topics. Audience discretion is advised. And hello, you are listening to episode 94 of Honest, Open, and Vulnerable. My name is Ryan. I am Matthew. And I'm Scarlett. Uh, We do value your audience participation. Uh, You can do that on Twitter at HOV Podcast. Um, You can find my blog at inscarlettstorm.wordpress.com. And you can find me on Instagram at the Fuchsia Lady. That's F-U-C-H-I-A-L-A-D-Y the fuchsia lady uh, we welcome your engagements uh, we can be reached via email at hovpodcast at gmail.com uh, you can leave us a voicemail at 231-846-8420 and you can locate my work on instagram at matthew scribbles and you can also post a comment on our website at hovpodcast.net. You can like us on Facebook. That's at facebook.com forward slash honest dot open dot vulnerable. And you can also find me on Instagram at Colonel Tux, K E R N E L T U. Okay, I've lost my mouse. Okay, there we go. <laughs> um, so that's at K-E-R-N-E-L underscore T-U-X. Okay. <laughs> I was getting t- I've lost my mouse would actually be a really awesome handle. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm sure that's already taken by somebody. And with a number of iterations onto that, I've lost my mouse underscore one. I've lo- lost my mouse, mouse underscore dash underscore one. I've lost my, you know, <laughs> as the, as a, tends to go on social media but um <laughs> that that is def- that is definitely an incidental segue and into our the name of our uh studio this month which is technical glitch studio where we lose our mice <laughs> and track of the conversation apparently <laughs> but um we also kind of, we're coming up on uh episode 100 so we are um get, we've as you've no doubt noticed, we have already instituted a, num- a number of uh, cha- changes, which I, I I think that they've all been positive. Um, there are some big ones coming. Uh, we yeah, we definitely saved the big ones for episode 100 for obvious reasons. <laughs> so um, we've we're uh, cha- we we're uh, cha- changing our uh, cover art or logo or you know however you want to use, it, but. Um, it, for us, it's more functional as as to, to call it cover art because you know it's quote unquote. At, at, anyway, I'm babbling now. Already, already, we're not even five minutes in, and already since <laughs> babbling, and um and all and so we also have to update our bios, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> or in the cases of some of us, add one. <laughs> Ours are a little old yeah. and outdated, and Matt doesn't have one yet, but we're going to get that taken care of. Yeah, well, I, I know in mine, I'm still ref- referencing a future graduation date of late 2015. 
Yeah. I mean, <laughs> it's it's I've almost May school. of 2017. They, they need to be updated. <laughs> yeah, they need to be updated big time. We're getting around to it. We're getting yeah, around yeah, to yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like everything else, we <laughs> don't move at the speed of light. No, we do not. No. Right. We, we, we don't hey. even move at the speed of sound. <laughs> hey. We move at the speed of a wibbly. There you go. There you go. <laughs> um, the good news is um, Ryan and I actually have done some stuff around the house finally. Um, so we're slowly moving in that direction. Yeah. So we're excited about getting some things done. So slowly it's happening. But yeah, we don't do anything fast. No. At all. <laughs> Which is why I think I think Instagram is definitely much more my speed. I mean that I just I can't keep up with Twitter. <laughs> and I don't post off often enough for you know, the people really notice. But anyway, now we're really getting... The, well, no, actually... Because, well, um, Speaking can, of social media. Yes, yes. We are going to be making adjustments to the... to our social media presence and what and what we do and whatnot. So... Um, look, we're excited about that. Yes, that, yeah. that will coincide with... Well, because we're changing our cover art slash logo slash whatever. <laughs> we're, we're making changes. Yeah, we're, we're also kind of changing the look of our webpage. Um, so that we're... Yeah, that's that that's in the works. Um, but yeah, all, all of that will kind of... Will coincide with our one, 100th episode. So exciting yeah there's going to be some really awesome things that we have behind the scenes that we're working on uh, we, we still have some some more finalization that we're doing but hopefully once everything is done we're going to have something that's really really cool for everybody and we're really looking forward to seeing how well it's received by everybody listening yeah and uh, speaking of so- social media um any anything uh, going on in the matthew Scri- scribbles realm yes there is uh this will not wait until episode 100. So <laughs> I'm going to make a uh, announcement on, on the podcast today. Uh, for those of you who may have seen it, and if you didn't, well, you blinked and you missed it. I announced that starting in May, the Bedtime Stories project that I had been putting off for a while was going to launch in May. So Thursday, May 11th, which coincides with the one-year anniversary of Matthew Scribbles on Instagram. That, yeah, that's true. Will be the first iteration of Bedtime Stories. So that's uh, that's what I really wanted to share, and I really wanted to at least try to get some, uh, some preparation on it here in the last couple of weeks, and then life happened, and I've been almost going at it nonstop. So... Unfortunately, I didn't get a chance to do as much uh, preparation or any preparation as I would have liked. But since we're speaking of milestones and anniversaries, why not launch this brand new project on my one year anniversary of sharing my writing with uh, the Instagram community and the community at large? I figured that was the best opportunity to do it. And it tells me, okay, now you have a date. You can't put this off anymore and you can't fudge around with it. So Mm -hmm. get to work, buddy. (laughs) So uh, I'm looking forward to it. I don't exactly know what it's going to look like, but I hope that it's something that will be a different change of pace from all of the poetry that I've I've been doing. Uh, So far, no one has seen anything else besides poetry from me. So this will be 
a little bit of a departure in terms of the genre and style. It's not something I would uh, pin as experimental, but it would definitely be something that uh, I really want to work on more in terms of just telling different types of stories and sharing sharing new things. So that's that's my big announcement. Uh, bedtime stories, Thursday, May 11th. Be there. Or <laughs> be here? Be here now. Or I don't somewhere. Know. <laughs> be there or, or be. Or just be. Yes, let it be. <laughs> I don't know how to in- introduce this next part. So <laughs> last, uh, last week, um, our, last, uh, our last episode, rather, we... Uh, we had a very, uh, a very extensive interview, and uh, with Julia, the founder of uh, Julia Nguyen, founder of If Me. Uh, it was a very, it was as the late Ed Sullivan would have said, a very big show. So, and it was definitely uh, the, the the podcast for those of you who listened to it. You can tell that it was something that was very important to all of us, and I think that now that we've had some time to reflect on it and digest it. Uh, and not necessarily for myself looking at how we performed our first interview, the three of us together, and right. trying to keep that thing out of it. I thought it was really I thought it was uh I thought it was a good conversation to have and in terms of how you marry if that's the right word to use, marry the uh technological world we live in with the uh the weight of the world that we live inside our heads. Yeah. And how there can be a way that we can kind of find a way that there's some sort of compromise in sharing those stories with a community in the technological world and still find some sort of support for those that don't feel that they get it. And that's, it's essentially, it's a brave new frontier. No, I don't, I personally don't know, and I'm no expert by any means that uh, this, something of this magnitude has, has been uh, attempted. Yeah, I'm not aware. Yeah, I mean, if one does d- does exist in the way that it, they're implementing, if if made, I mean, then I I don't know about it. And I found Julia to be very very sharp, very uh, very if um, well enterprising, really, because it oh, takes yeah. it takes a you know a very innovative point of view, a very innovative perspective to take on such a big project it's certainly a lot of heavy lifting and nothing worthwhile was ever done in an easy fashion right so for her to do this and and to take on all of its complexities i mean i'll I'll tip my tip my hat stick tap call it oh yeah give all the kudos in the world absolutely someone at the door (laughs) No, no, that that's just, you know, stick tap, but yeah, anyway, <laughs> my hockey stick's in the other room. Yes, so. it is. <laughs> For a reason. It's not like I would do a bunch of stick taps what, on, on the show anyway. No. So that's way too much editing. Right. <laughs> but it was a great conversation to have with Julia. I, th- I oh, found yeah. her to be very engaging and very smart and just very, just... I can't say enough good things uh, about very, her. Very patient, too. <laughs> yes. Very, very patient. <laughs> uh, um, uh, 
what about what about both of you? What are you, what are your thoughts now after now that some time has passed since we've uh, we've conducted this interview and um well at least at least for for me one of the kind of the prevailing thought thought was uh, was okay is this the new level we have to maintain now <laughs> kind kind of thing um, in terms of it's, and, the the bar has been yeah raised. exactly I'm like um can can we keep doing that I don't know but um I, I understand a lot of that's in my in my head too so <laughs> so. Um, but I, it, we needed some decompressing mm-hmm. after the interview itself. Not, not because, I mean, just cause it was draining. Not, I mean, not, I, that, that kind of has a different spit on it, but, um, there was a was, lot of energy invested in yes, that inter- yes. interview. Yes. Okay. Thank and you. It wasn't, <laughs> it wasn't so much the interview setting up the interview itself, but the subject matter, I think hit each one of us in some sort of a way that was very, very personal. Mm -hmm. And for me, I felt like I was about to have a panic attack when it was all over with. It was very um, intense, Mm -hmm. very intense. And um, almost to the point where it was like sensory overload. I think that's, that's a good way to put that is not, not what was said or anything like that, but it was like the aftermath of just, kind of absorbing and processing and and knowing um that i've been guilty of the imposter syndrome oh yeah i'm guilty of um, it myself and just to what level and um having a name to put to that where um i had a co-worker t- uh this last week and we were we were doing um i took out a new job where i'm out in the field and we're going to people's houses and um, I was trying to get in and out of this vehicle with, with high heels, which was not an easy thing to do <laughs> in the snow. I might add, don't do that with peep toe high heels, just a little tip. Anyway, so I'm trying to get in and out and he says, do you need help? I said, probably. And he said, would you take it? And I said, probably not. <laughs> and I started laughing, but it's very much that that was kind of like, oh, well, I'm okay. I'm okay. I don't need your help. I don't need anybody's help. And it's like, wow, that's like the imposter syndrome rearing its ugly head trying to trying to pretend everything's okay that i'm okay i'm okay i don't need any help i mean that's just a little that's a little piece of it but not not to the extent that of course our guest was talking about (laughs) no way but i mean i've gone through that too where i've pretended everything's okay um that's not necessarily imposter syndrome though but not no i mean to her level I've done that academically, you know, pretend everything's okay, that I can manage all my time, I can do everything. Yeah, but that's not imposter syndrome. But no, but not <laughs> but trying to hide it when things aren't okay. Trying to hide it when things aren't okay. I think that that is that's something, different, I think that something, but it does, it resonates. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm not. I mean, I'm not downplaying that the it, fact that you were touched by it, but but I'm telling you that you react differently than I do, and mm-hmm. so it was just kind of it, because all of us have been through different experiences. But when she was talking about her academic, um, mm-hmm. her first semester where she wasn't succeeding and she was telling everybody that she was doing great, and you know, um, I haven't done it to that level, but I have done something similar so you know trying to lie to yourself 
it's the same. I think it's the same. You can, you can, you can fool yourself or you can fool other people, but you can only, you can only maintain that for so long. And when she was talking about that, I so could relate to that. And I could put myself in her shoes. I've known people like her who were going through exactly what she was describing. And it was very, anyway, it was very poignant for me because I was re- remembering people in my past who I've lost touch with mm-hmm. and just remembering their struggles and just kind of, I think that for me, that's kind of what it was. And it was just very, um, but I think all it hit all of us at a very deep emotional level for different reasons. It took me a couple days to really kind of get some kind of a grasp on the soup of emotions I would, I was have having afterwards and the, what I could equate it to, I mean, kind of going back to, you know, the intense, um, I equate it to like, you take like a four, four day, uh, music festival and compress and you know it's you like meet up meet up with someone from you know some other geographical area that you know there was no other way you would like cross each other's paths and you just happen to re to really connect with each other over those four days take that and compress it down to 90 minutes and that and so that's kind that's kind of what it felt felt like to me so um i i that that's pro- that's probably the, I'm probably the only person in the in the room that's had that had that experience. But um. no, but I can I can relate to it. I mean, I know what you're saying. Anyway. But it was just it took us all kind of a little bit of decompression time and to manage a lot for a lot of different reasons. I think, but um, the interview itself. Was I think I, Julia was not what I expected. Um, I knew she was young, but I don't think I expected her to be so energetic, and engaging and charismatic. And I don't know why that was. Hmm. I just, but she was very well spoken. I expected that, but just um, very engaged and just she kind of just fit right in in our little mad. <laughs> so i i think it was a and i think for the interview side of it for us being our first interview of a guest mm-hmm. together i don't think we did too bad there are definitely things we need to work on but, yeah um, yeah I'll, I'll admit to that for sure i don't think we did too bad for our first time now those of you listening out there who have heard the podcast and you disagree with that <laughs> and are booing and hissing at your computer right now, send us, yeah. send us some feedback and let us know how we did. HOVpodcast at gmail.com. <laughs> there you go. Or post a comment. Post a comment. Dude, so. You know, whatever. We, we, we would love to have that feedback. Um, even a, send us a voicemail. We, we love that feedback because we don't know um because we're not out we're yeah. not professionals we're not yeah. outside we're not outside the circle and it would really help us if we kind of got some feedback mm-hmm. so those of you who listen to it hint hint yeah <laughs> send us some feedback anyway yeah we don't particularly like speaking into an echo chamber because af- after a while you get a headache 
<laughs> but anyway. Um, anyway, that so, was my opinion. So yeah, kind of move, moving on from that, I recently started a new a new little pet project. Um, not, I mean, not enough. Well, it may end up as content. I don't know, <laughs> but um, we'll 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 see. Um, I recently per- purchased a uh, a, ne- a Nexus Five. Hello, two thousand thirteen. <laughs> and well, um, that's because it's one of the more hacker friendly. Uh, smartphones out there um yeah it is it is a bit bit of a but i'm i'm looking to, i if you i mean if you've been list, listening for any uh any length, length of time then you you know that you know per, you know personal privacy or privacy if you're on the other side of the pond <laughs> um and you know control of my own information and my own my own data is really important for me and so i'm always like in always interested in technology that allows me to be more flexible because especially in the um as the smartphone world has can has continued to be iterated on and developed further developed and we kind of see this grow you kind of it's become more of an ecosystem type world that you know like you know well google for for instance um you know as things become more cloudified you're a lot more of your data is on someone else's computer and it's their decision whether or not that computer's turned on <laughs> so i mean that and so i'm i'm looking at doing some uh, alternative uh mobile operating systems and kind of seeing how the, you know, it, whether or not I can do all of the daily driver stuff that I currently do with my galaxy S four. So I'm still, I'm still at stage one. <laughs> so I'm still trying to get, trying to get the Nexus to speak, speak to my computer so I can load stuff onto it. Through, it's shy. You know, or, or some, or something. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> It's shy. It hasn't spoken to it yet. I just, I just need to figure out the right ones and zeros to put in the right order so that the two will talk. <laughs> <laughs> Damn it! I will break you. No, no, no! I will not break you. <laughs> I like. My, we you are submit. in technical glitch studio. Don't be saying stuff like that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we are still recording, right? <laughs> yes, yes, we are. <laughs> Just checking. <laughs> yeah, yeah, the waveform's still going. So, okay. you know, all don't right, worry. Right. And no, I'm not cutting that out. <laughs> I still like my explanation better. It's shy and it's not talking to it yet. So, anyway. No, you, yeah, we just need some translators or whatever. There so, you go. You need a just, translator. Yeah. Anyway, or some or something. So, <laughs> so to go from that. <laughs> Well, I wanted to share a story with you that I read in the news today, except I don't have the names of these people, and I apologize. But um, what I took away from it is that you can really make something beautiful out of the most tragic circumstances. What it is is that this this couple um, were having their second child, and in about the fourth month they discovered that their unborn child was going to have a 
uh, a birth defect where the top of her skull and the back of her skull were not going to form properly. So therefore she would have an exposed brain. Okay. So what happens is that they had a choice to make. They could, and you know, they could end the pregnancy um, or they could go ahead um, and bring her to full term and have whatever time that they could with her. Well, what they decided to do is they decided to go ahead and bring her to term, have whatever time that they were going to have with her and then donate her organs. Um, they named her Eva and, um, it means giver of life. So they had named her Hmm. and, uh, I believe it was Eva. And, uh, so they had, you know, they had planned for this when she hit 38 weeks, she had two weeks to go, uh-huh. the baby stopped moving. And they didn't really think anything of it when it first happened, because usually in the, um, the baby would move and it didn't move, so she didn't really think anything about it. A couple hours later, she drank some sugary stuff. She drank, you know, and then she purposely tried to get it to move, and the baby wasn't moving. And at that point, they were like, this is going to be bad. This is going to be really bad. And she had come to terms with it faster than her husband had. And her husband had started to write um, about it in um, some newspaper. And he was writing about what they were going to do, their plans, and, you know, what was going on with the pregnancy and everything. And so he'd been writing about that, sharing that with the public. So he went to the hospital and did a sonogram and nothing. So they got a different machine that was more powerful, nothing. They got another one, nothing. And hmm. then they realized, okay, we, we're going to have to prep you for a um, cesarean. And they knew right then. And because she wasn't moving, um, the brain controls the heart and chances are the brain gave out and they weren't going to be able to save any of the organs. So they're devastated. You know, they're dealing with that. And when she was born, they were able to donate her eyes. It was the one thing they were able to do. And he said it was the most, it was like giving him closure. Um, But they, but people were still reaching out to them, not understanding that, Yes, she gave, you know, it was stillborn. And so Eva was stillborn. And so Mm -hmm. they couldn't do anything with the organs. And so they were getting messages like, you know, we're so sorry, but I bet she did save a lot of people's lives. No, she didn't. Mm -hmm. She couldn't. But they were able to save the eyes. And so I just wanted to point out that even in the worst tragedy, you can find something beautiful to come out of that. And I just thought that that was a really beautiful story of how they kind of came to closure and how their daughter was able to help somebody see. And, um, I actually know somebody whose, um, daughter was born with, um, a rare form of cancer in her eye Hmm. and she, she has a prosthetic eye. She's 12 years old. I've seen pictures. You wouldn't know if you didn't know. Interesting. So, and she plays sports and she does all this other stuff. And so I, I just think that it's amazing 
you know, how you can just go on in tragedy. You can just, you know, how you can find the, the strength to go on when something horrible has happened. You can find some way to, to bring good out of it. And that's what I took away from the whole story. So I just wanted to share that. And also, and kind of in the same vein of something positive coming out of a tragedy. <laughs> so, or. Well, yeah, something. <laughs> yeah. But do you want to set that up, Matt? That's a, that, that story in and of itself is, there's a lot of emotional impact to it. So it's, uh, hearing, hearing, you know, hearing that is, uh, it it can especially if it's something that you are prepared to to hear in your you know your 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 podcast daily diet <laughs> uh that's uh it can be a little overwhelming and uh for all of us it, yeah it is a little overwhelming to hear something like that so uh that was not my intention but i have to tell you that i read that first thing this morning before i even got out of bed and it was a little much it, it, so. it just it, it can get you and if it get if if it got you you have a pulse so and not just you're in your body but in your soul so, right uh i just want to be you know i don't want to be you know morbid about it you have a pulse and we just finished talking about a story about a stillborn so <laughs> yeah right if if it if it touched if it touched you and it affected you then uh you know you're you're human. Yeah. Welcome to the human race. <laughs> right. So, to uh, help kind of lighten the mood a little bit, <laughs> uh, we had a very big local story uh, here. Uh, it's been, uh, it's been, uh, where are we now? It's been 12 years, but uh, I want to extend my. Congratulations to the University of Denver Pioneers men's hockey team for winning the uh, NCAA men's hockey tournament this year. They won the championship by a score of 3-2 to two over the University of Minnesota Duluth. Uh, so in a very bleak uh, sports atmosphere here, there was at least one bright spot, and, to, and the, the Pioneers were ranked, highly ranked in, the, uh, in all the uh, – the uh, ranking aggregates, uh, AP poll, college poll, all of these, uh, uh, all these ranking outlets, and they were able to uh, win their eighth uh, NCAA title, which puts them in a tie for second most, uh, second most championships in NCAA history. One right behind uh, the University of Michigan, they have nine. So wow. Uh, it was it was a a very uh, I won't say vindicating, but it was nice to see <laughs> that there's there was uh, something that the city could rally around and uh, yes. get some good good vibes out of. Maybe validating. Uh, I think validating in in, in a sense because uh, the previous season uh, Denver also had a, a very highly ranked uh, team, but they did not make it to the championship round. So for the seniors involved, especially the senior class, uh, this was something that you know they can close their yeah. their college career on and say, well, we 
we won, you know, we won, we went out on a high note and, uh, that's a pretty good way to close out things. So, um, they've got a lot to celebrate, uh, and rightly so, uh, uh, all of the, uh, the University of Denver uh, student body, their alum, uh, just, uh, it was a really an amazing, uh, an, an amazing, uh, a feat to see, especially after 12 years. And, uh, it's been that long since they last won the frozen four. Yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah. 2005 was the, the last, uh, the last time that they won. Wow. <laughs> I thought I thought it was I thought it was more recent than that. <laughs> I'm, I'm sure they wish it was. But <laughs> yeah, fair point. But I, I just wanted to give my congratulations to the pioneers. Congratulations on a job well done. Uh, congratulations to Captain Will Butcher, who uh, is a uh, Colorado Avalanche uh, draftee. Hopefully, uh, they'll get him signed in the uh, in you know here in the coming days, coming weeks, and. Uh, Hopefully, here in the uh, coming season, the Pioneers can defend their title and maybe do another back-to-back like they did in 2004 and 2005. But that was uh, that's something that, uh, and not speaking just solely from a, a, a you know athletic standpoint, mm-hmm. uh, communities need something to really rally around when mm-hmm. uh, uh, just in, it's just that's what communities do. They need something to you know gather and just you know find some something that they can believe that is possible, something good can happen. 1980 Winter Olympics. Exactly. <laughs> I won't necessarily put this on such a right, miraculous right, right. But, platform. I mean, but yeah, I mean, that's, I mean, I can't think of a better ex- example of what, what you're talking about. Right. So it, it was, it was just really, really neat to see. I, in full disclosure, I would, I am not a, a pioneer alum, but Ryan and I both play there. So, <laughs> In yeah. the loosest of loosest terms. <laughs> yes, yes. But, <laughs> so I'll, 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 I'll take just, you know, a grain. Yes. A, a grain of it and, and, and feel, feel some sort of, at least a little bit of pride in, in, in the, uh, in the winnings, in the success. So uh, congratulations, Pioneers. Uh, looking forward to uh, the title defense and, uh, that's really what I the, the 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 you know the 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 junk food I wanted to bring to the conversation today was uh, like go go sports go sports <laughs> specifically hockey specifically specifically <laughs> hockey especially Denver hockey so uh, so that that that's a, a nice little uh, feather in the cap for the senior class feather in the cap for the University of Denver the city it's uh, we're all very proud of we're all very proud and congratulations and kind of want. Um, well, what? Anyway, another. <laughs> um, re- recently, um, there there was that. Um, that I mean, at, at this point, pretty much everyone has heard of the in, the involuntarily ejected doctor on uh, the United United Air, Airlines flight. Um, so, uh, but we're not going to talk about the incident itself. There's plenty. There's plenty. There's plenty of discussion plen- has been made about that. Yeah, already right. we're actually a little bit behind on this. But, <laughs> but uh, we're. Uh, I actually want to talk about the resolution, which I would 
which I'm all thumbs up about, obviously. Um, but the uh, United is changing uh, some some of their policies, which I think are overdue. Um, but one one of which is if you are seated in the flight and they're overbooked, they cannot involuntarily eject you. Like you, it's like you're already seated. You're you're on the flight, <laughs> and you know we're not going to for, force you to leave. And they're not going <laughs> to use law enforcement. Unless there's a reason to. Well, yeah, that's an actual security risk. Because, mm-hmm. <laughs> um, yeah, yeah, that that's just that's just ridiculous. That's where they went wrong. In fact, the the president or whatever, the CEO or whatever, he said that that definitely shouldn't ever happened. It's like, well, duh. <laughs> <laughs> Took all of this to figure a lawsuit to figure that out. Anyway, so. sometimes, well, that, sometimes, yeah, that's what's yeah. needed. Sometimes that's that's what get you know. Well, obviously so because yeah. they changed it. The, and the other thing is is that uh, they all uh, employees have to be booked like an hour advanced. an hour before at least an hour before the flight time or before the departure time. Mm-hmm. So because that's that's what trip, tripped him up on this on on this mm-hmm. one is that a few or airlines employee airline employees came came on to and then they had to eject like what four people or something mm-hmm. so yeah. and, and they came they came like last minute so you know that that's kind of what that's what tripped them up this time and um, and then they upped their uh, amount that they paid their payout amount payout so, like the ceiling ceiling i think they raised it to $10,000 mm-hmm. so and i think a couple other airlines are raising it to 10,000 as well just to stay competitive yeah well delta started it um as soon as it happened as a way to back up and go wait 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 I I think six six year old Scar- Scarlet just jumped jumped up there. Like, Delta started it. Don't make saying, me turn this plane around. Don't make me turn this plane around. I'm just saying that that there was there were. I think that 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 was self preservation. Oh yeah, they were. Cya. Yes. <laughs> yes. CYA. Exactly. exactly. Cover your ass. <laughs> exactly, and I don't think that. Yeah, I have a problem with Delta anyway. We won't get into it, but. Um, well, they, they did start it after all, right? Yeah, they started it. So anyway, um, but uh, just... Well, they were the first ones that offered. <laughs> That's a better way to put it. Thank you. I, I just... just, just that... Someone had to be the... Uh... Yeah, well, I mean, I, I I don't know what it is about that phrase, like blah 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 started it. It's a it's a it's a blame <laughs> assessment. Is what yeah, it is. yeah. I I I immediately go 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 back to you know, <laughs> like, like on you know the car car trips. I'm sitting in the back back seat, and you know the sun's always on my face, and it's like, <laughs> but anyway. Oh, poor man. Anyway. <laughs> Do I have to turn this podcast around? <laughs> <laughs> I'm the one sitting at the computer, so. <laughs> Dad, mean we can't. I'm, I'm, I'm in Dad, the driver's seat in this one. <laughs> can't mean that we can't forcibly eject you. <laughs> no, you can't. I pay rent here. <laughs> yeah, dang it. Damn it. Anyway. Not that we could do that anyway. We love you. Right. But... <laughs> 
But anyway. But yeah, I was actually, actually, I actually had some trepidation about this personally because I am a Mileage Plus member. <laughs> so I, I was seriously considering, you know, t- to, to go, t- to return back to, t- you know, I was seriously going to, you know, take my toys and go home. <laughs> Talking about wanting six year olds. I'm, I'm, p- I'm picking up a theme here. <laughs> a little short, but you know, anyway. Do we need a nap before? <laughs> I did take a nap, now. actually. I need a nap. <laughs> anyway, I'm just. But no, I, I, did, I did think that it was good that they settled out of court. And, oh, yeah. And it didn't, and it kind of died down without a whole lot of. Fanfare, yeah, fanfare. Thankfully, because um, media attention was all on the incident, mm-hmm. but very little on the resolution. And I actually think that was a good thing, definitely for uh, PR wise, definitely for United, but uh, also just for Doctor Dow to just quietly go over here. And it, his whole point was, it's not about the money; it's about your policies, and just having that happen. Mm-hmm. I think that that was very good that he didn't talk to the press. He didn't get involved. He didn't say one word to the press. I think his daughters made a statement. Yeah, like immediately time, after. Yeah, but that was it. And that was it. And then they were just, who spoke was the, his attorney several times. But it was very short. Hey, look, this is what this is what we're feeling. This is what we're going for. This is what's going to happen. This is what, you know, it was very clinical if you will. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think it was, I think it was handled very well. And I just think that I'm kind of glad that the fanfare was, although he is a doctor, so you would expect it to be a little clinical. Ha 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 ha. But anyway, Gong show. <laughs> da, da, da. anyway, so, but it's just, I like the fact that the media wasn't all over it. The way they were the incident itself. And that in and of itself could have become a real gong show had it been oh yeah covered to that same frenzy. Oh, if they if they didn't settle out of court, this it'd be yeah, there'd be a total frenzy going on. Mm-hmm. Like we we would we <laughs> Yeah. Yeah, we I mean we it would be on daytime TV talk shows. It would be oh, on yeah. the news. It would be in the papers. It would be, of course, dominating social media. Mm-hmm. It would be everywhere. And the poor man could never, he and his family could never have any peace. I think this way, at least he gets some peace. And, and closure. And closure. Yeah. Okay, I got what, you know, I, it's not just an apology, but you actually changed your policies. Right. Great. The fact that there's monetary compensation. Compensation is just icing on the cake. That was the least they could do. The least they could do. But what they really needed to do was change the yeah, policies. Yeah. So it doesn't happen to someone else again. So I think that that's, you know, I just, I have a lot of respect for the doctor and not Doctor Who. Don't even make a reference. <laughs> um, I, just I wasn't going of, to, but now I am. <laughs> I just have a lot of respect for the way that he just quietly has handled this. It's very dignified. Very dignified. Dignified when he was... <laughs> ha, 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 
<laughs> I think he acted very dignified in the in the light of how undignified he was treated. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So dignified is a very good way. Yeah, to it. I agree. So yeah, um, that's kind of like an odd kind of odd place to end it, but <laughs> wait, and I I didn't. Um, well. <laughs> well, uh, we are. Uh, we only have a few more episodes to go before we hit 100, so... Six to be exact. There's there is a lot to look forward to. Uh, yes. Uh, and we're glad that all of you are a part of it, because otherwise we're just uh, three people talking to each other in a room. <laughs> Which, you know... We, we would do it anyway. Right. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. We may, we, exactly. You know, we may be that, be that anyway, but the, fact, uh, but the fact that you do listen, that's awesome. Yeah. Yeah, we are very thankful for everybody who listens and makes us part of your uh, your podcasting regimen. Absolutely. So, so with so with that, um, I go ahead and uh, wrap wrap this up here. So, again, thank you for listening. Um, if you li- liked what you heard, or didn't like what you heard, or if you, dis- if you agree, disagree, what, whatever, uh, just have some feedback. Yes, <laughs> I all I all I ask is for people to be civil. That's it. <laughs> watch, watch that now. Now, now we'll we'll just get <laughs> so much for feedback. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but um, constructive feedback. Yes. <laughs> Please post a comment using the channels found on the cont- contact page at hovpodcast.net. And please subscribe to us using um, iTunes, Google Play, or TuneIn. <laughs>